I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus. We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. <gasps> what was that? You are the Slayer. One girl in all the world. Did anybody say that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better. Guys, where are we? Pat. Sammy Joe. What an episode. Yeah, what an episode. Boy, you really, really dragged me wish... into this one, didn't you? You're going to make a re- meal out of it. A meal so, out of this yes, episode. Yes, I am. It's going to be a yes, real picnic for you. <laughs> so there are a few reasons why I made this a Buffy-only episode. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Number one, it deserves two. to stand on its own. <laughs> okay. I don't know about that. <laughs> Number two... Yeah. I was really hoping that we could have Kathleen for this one, but uh-huh. she could not make it. Sadly. Could not Sadly, make it. Sadly. Could not make it, but mm-hmm. she sends her best. Okay. And those were my two reasons. Okay. All right. <laughs> and three, I didn't want it to lose to Lost. <laughs> I was very afraid that you, <laughs> you know, were going to just days, give it to Lost. Not, not much, you know, can... Can give it to Lost. Yeah. We, we can't... Lost Lost hasn't been getting it for a while, okay? No, but Dave did say after I texted you and I I told Dave what you said, he was like, Lost wins this week and you didn't even watch Lost. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, whatever. It's fine. (laughs) It is what it is. So did you really not see uh, a Buffy musical episode coming? No, I didn't see this coming. I'm so surprised. Yeah. I mean, I probably should have seen it coming considering it seems like it's in within the wheelhouse uh but yeah, yeah no i didn't see it coming so it was a surprise i just figured you would have come across like you know gifs or or youtube videos no not yet no and if okay. i did i would have forgotten about it you know me yeah swiss well, cheese I, don't know. Head. I feel like there's some things that you haven't forgotten that you're being shysty about but what like what uh, we'll get into it okay (laughs) that'll be news to me (laughs) not today but (laughs) yeah all right well i can't wait to see what those are yeah so um but before we get into the episode yeah uh so hulu fooled us again (laughs) more like fulu am i right (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um that that intern must have renewed buffy yeah see see what so what i tell you sammy joe Ain't nothing to know, worry about. They Everything's can't fine do this to me. They, I, my stress levels can't handle this. Of the the, is it gone? Is it is yeah. it going to be here? Is you it, got the DVDs. You know, you'll be fine. Are we going to do this again in a week? In two weeks? Probably. I I I'm fine. But you they're going to keep us guessing. You love any excuse to not watch Buffy anymore, especially <laughs> after this. You would not let that happen ever. You would never no, let me right. off the hook. I wouldn't. I'd be like. I would be like, Patrick, even if I have to drive up there yeah. and hand deliver my TV. Right. Now, you know to what you. you'd do? You'd play it on your computer, you screen share it, and then. Yeah. <gasps> we should totally oh, do that. Okay. That'd be so fun. <laughs> no, we're never doing that. Oh, that is you not opened, the optimal you viewing the experience. Wrong door, Pat. Nope. That is not what we are doing. But can't you do that on services now? No. Can't you do like streaming not. parties? Sure can't. That's, yes, that's you can. Gone the way of the dodo. I know you can on Amazon. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna find out if we can do it on Hulu, and nope. then you're screwed, my friend. No, that's not gonna, gonna work be out. Zooming and Huluing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That because that's the most fun. It, is it? That's mm-hmm. the most fun. It's yeah. the most fun. Okay. I don't know about that. <laughs> we yeah we could zoom in in Lawston. How about that? Mm. Huh. I'd be okay with that. You don't want to do that for <laughs> you, Buffy? You're fine with the trade-off. No, no. We don't want to do that. That's too much, you know? But but Lost is fine? I mean, you know, I just, I was hoping. Because it's a joke at this point, basically, <laughs> I mean... how much of a garbage heap it is. <laughs> Look, it's going to turn around, all right? It's going to come in for the, it's going to slide in for the big finish. Lost show. You know? It's yeah. like it's going to totally turn things around in season seven. I don't think it will. I think so. I, By the end of season also, six, you're going to be. It doesn't have a season seven. What? So if it's turning it around in season seven. Oh, then... season seven. Or is that Buffy? No. Buffy's got seven Buffy seasons. Buffy is, yeah. All right. Lost got six. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's going to turn it around on top of that. in season six. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's a real dumpster heap all the way through. And then season seven, we turn it around when they finally reboot it, you know? Sure. Yeah. Which I will probably not watch. Oh, hey, big news on the Lost front. I don't know if I told you this, but- uh, They're rebooting it? <laughs> no, they are actually, there's, um, someone is creating a documentary about Lost that's going to come out next year, 2024. About like the filming of it? Yeah, about the making of Lost. Who's coming out with it? It is the director of another documentary that just came out recently, and that is escaping me. I don't remember which documentary, but it's on Netflix or something. It's but it isn't someone who's involved in like the production, no, or, or anything. No, no, huh. I don't think so. But it's still cool, though, right? Yeah, we'll get a lot more interest in the lost side of things. Hmm. You know. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All so right. they need they need to make a documentary about it now because it's so dead. No, it's not dead. So sh- so short lived. It's very alive. Okay. No. There's people Facebook still Facebook communities very people still watch daily. Buffy, study it in colleges. There's people on, lost, on the Losties to, on the Losties mm-hmm. fan un, fan united and yeah. uh, there's another one called Shambhala. It's a Facebook mm-hmm. group. Okay. And yeah. these Losties will rewatch lost like three times a year <laughs> all of well, it well they <laughs> they are true fans <laughs> they are true fans and they love it and they can't get enough of it they love jack they love kate they love it all yeah okay yeah those are okay. our people mm, not my people that they're mine i don't even think they're your people Pat, hey losties you're 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 in the same spot as i am with lost i think <laughs> what well we're going through a rough patch but that doesn't mean that's not gonna it's not going to swing back, all right? Mm, Anyways, okay. welcome Anyways, everybody to, to episode and 1 and 2 of 102. 102. 102 of Kicking and Streaming. <laughs> this is the episode where we watch Buffy and Lost, but this week we're only watching The podcast where Buffy. we watch Buffy and Lost. Yeah, what'd I say? The episode. This is the episode where we watch just Buffy. <laughs> just Buffy. <laughs> yeah. And what a wild one it is. So I actually had a poster oh, of did this episode hanging in the clubhouse. Oh, yeah. I it's remember still that there. one. Very sun faded. Right. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the sun was all over it for too long. So you yeah. could barely see it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that makes so sense. Kind of like it was a, a promo of this episode. Gone with the wind, sort of, like mm-hmm. in the style of. 
You yes, know? very right. much. Yes, very, like very much. Classic Technicolor movie. Right. And that's, and actually, like it says, like in Technicolor or something like that. Oh, there you go. On the poster. And, um, I, you know, I left the poster behind in the clubhouse, but Dave and I, Dave found me uh, a puzzle with that same print on yeah. it. And we, we just did it this past year and, uh, and like glued it and hung it up on our wall. So, wow. Now we have that hanging that on our wall. Is special. Yeah, Very nice. it definitely has has gone with the wind that that era. <laughs> it's got vibes, vibes. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Do you want to say anything else, or you want to jump right in? Uh, yeah, let's just jump right in. All right. Let's get in to Buffy. Why so forlorn, Pat? Huh? It's just I I need to understand what makes a fine. musical that you like and yeah. what makes a musical that you don't like. I wish I could answer this question for you because I wonder myself, okay? Yeah. Cuz I was very much like, I don't know how this is going to play out with Pat. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's got to catch me in the right mood. Okay? Mm. The music's got to be banger for me to really like it. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's got to tie into the story well. I think this does. I I know I know I I know you think that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I pulled in some Joss Whedon commentary of course to you did. Uh, bolster yeah. my claims here. And look, the show this episode is fine. It's fine. It's like me and forced fun. You know? It's like mm. when you try to force fun on me, mm-hmm. my soul, my inner soul is going to reject it. And I, I, so do you think I should That's a me issue. I don't know what do to do with I that. Do you think I should have somehow seeded to you that this was a musical so you could wrap your head around it and then then approach the episode I knowing think, that? I think maybe if it was undersold, you're like, look, the next episode is going to be a musical. It's kind of a stinker. All right. You're not going to really <laughs> like it. All right. I don't think if I could do that. If you sell it to me like that, I can't then lie I go, to you, Pat. I, I walk into it going, oh, here we go. Here's a stupid musical. And then like, I'm like, you know what? It's not so bad. I don't know what she's (laughs) talking about, okay? You got to kind of reverse psychology me into things. This is just, you know, it's it's, uh, very complicated, Sammy Joe. I'm just a, I'm a Rubik's Cube of a human being. You know what I'm saying? Boy, poor Amy. Keep flipping and twirling until you get those colors right. (laughs) (laughs) What did your wife think of this episode? I think she liked it. I think she had a good time with it. It's fun. Yeah. It's very fun. Now, Dave there are has moments, been listening to it. There are moments that are fun. Okay. okay. You'll give it that. I'll give it that. But overall, <laughs> you know, Do you I'm think just if like, we watched this alongside <sighs> a Lost episode, do you think it would have won or do you think Lost would have won? A recent just Lost? Just thinking about where, where yeah. Or like season lost. three Lost. <laughs> like like current season Lost. I mean. Season five. That would be tough. It'd be a toss up, I think. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. All right. I'm going to try not to get too offended I'm about neutral. this one. I'm neutral on this. I'm not, I'm, I'm okay. not hating on it. So, not, I'm not so loving on it. So where would you rate this uh, in relation to the Zeppo? I think it's above Zeppo. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I can I can, I can. can deal with that. Yeah. Which one's the Zeppo? <laughs> <laughs> That's the one that just focused on Xander the whole time. Okay. Yeah. It's above the Zeppo. All right, cool. Well, right. <laughs> this week we watched 
Buffy Season 6, Episode 7, Once More with Feeling. Mm -hmm. Original air date, November 6, 2001. Original songs, music, and lyrics by Joss Whedon. Okay. Produced and arranged by Jesse Tobias and Christoph Beck. The score was by Christoph Beck. Choreography by Adam Shankman. And the episode was written and directed by Joss Whedon. Okay. He wouldn't miss this for for anything, would he? No. Yeah. He, he I mean, we'll, we'll get right All into right. what he says. <laughs> but uh, let me pull your predictions. I pulled some predictions from uh, last couple episodes. So I pulled some from episode 100 and also from last episode 101. Okay. So in episode 100 of this podcast, you said Giles is definitely leaving. I don't think he's going to die. Uh, but he will have to leave, and it will be in the Buffy-only episode, but I don't know how, and you were referencing this episode. Okay. Uh, you also said somebody is going to die in the Buffy-only episode. Maybe Faith will die. Hmm. Uh, and last week, you said Dawn will get a boyfriend. She'll find some nice boy, and she might get mixed up with a couple weirdos first. I mean, so come I on. I guess you could sort of count this. A bunch of swings and misses, but this one's, you know, this, this one's kind one of a bunt. This one was full swing. Kind of tapping. Just this a guy was, was full swinging. Oh, swing yeah, dancing. definitely. Definitely a swing master, this guy. <laughs> uh, you said, but she'll find somebody eventually. And, I, and so I asked you last week, do you think we've met the big bad yet this season? And you said, I don't think so. I think the nerd trio will do something to create the big bad unless Dark Willow is the big bad and they have to rein her in. Um, and I said, you don't think the trio is the big bad? And you laughed and you were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Pretty no. much just like that. <laughs> I do like the Willow being the big bad prediction. I think that's a good one. Yeah? Yeah, let's put some more chips down on that one. Okay, well, you can put more chips down. You can put some more chips down. You could throw some chips on Now I want some chips. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I just had a bunch of popcorn. Oh, did you now? Yeah. Okay. I had to prepare. Really? I would think yeah. that would make you sluggish. No. No? <laughs> Turns out, I no. Do you feel like I'm, I'm sluggish? It's okay, because <laughs> nope, once all. the music starts going, Pat... Woo. I know. And we are going to be playing some music throughout this episode, so buckle yeah, up. Yeah, we have to. Have to. I mean, you don't have to, but... Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is a mu the musical episode of Buffy. You don't say, okay? Sammy Joe. <laughs> and you know it right from the start. Yeah. Because it begins very differently. Yeah, I thought it was like Bewitched. Yeah, it kind of has that bewitched feeling. Yeah. So it starts off with credits, which is unusual. Yeah. That's not normally how Buffy starts. Right. And instead of the normal opening credits with the Nerf Herder theme, these are done in a 50s classic music style. Classic. There's uh, a big moon on the screen with each actor's head kind of yeah. fading in and out of the moon. Wow. Uh, fun fact, Pat. Okay. I walked down the aisle to this song for my and Dave's first super small backyard 2020 wedding. Of course you did. <laughs> that makes complete sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I considered doing it for our big wedding in 2021, but it's only like 23 seconds so i was like that's yeah. ah, not gonna be enough time i'm gonna need more than that <laughs> just gotta hustle just gotta hustle yeah 
Yeah. Nah, I just, well, I wasn't, my dad would have had to like pick me up and run down the aisle with me and I don't, I wouldn't trust him for that. <laughs> well, didn't you guys so. do like a big step or something? Yeah. Well, so we, we went with the, Amel, <laughs> I went with the Amelie theme and right. yeah, we ended up doing, I don't remember if like we talked about it the day before or decided like that, that day, um, to just do something silly and I was like, I really like that idea. Like, I think my dad said it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I really like that idea. And I don't think he thought I was going to be game for that. But I'm like, no, I'm totally into that. Like, yeah. let's totally do that. So, yeah, when we got to the end, we just kind of did like silly stuff <laughs> when we got to the end of the aisle. Okay, now so. it's silly time. Now it's silly time. <laughs> we kind of like looked at each other and we're like, now? And then we just, yeah, did whatever we wanted. <laughs> so, yeah, good times. Um. So in the commentary of this episode, Joss Whedon says that he always wanted to do a musical, but never had the time and never wrote music professionally. Uh, he says, but with the wealth of talent I had on the show, I thought it was my best chance. I might as well give it a crack. I knew I had Tony, uh, Anthony Head, and Amber Benson, and James Marsters, who all had sung at my house, and I knew Michelle Trachenberg loved to dance. And I knew that everybody was game to go for it, although some people were terrified. Okay. Uh, so another thing that's different about this episode is that it was shot uh, and broadcast in widescreen. Ooh, so this okay. was like actually meant to this be widescreen. This was wide meant screen. for widescreen. That makes sense because there were yeah. certain shots that were wider than I yes. would expect. And I was like, now what's going on here? Did they punch into the open gate or what's going on you know i was yeah was unsure but that yeah makes sense. so it was actually shot specifically for widescreen all right interesting yeah so we open in buffy's bedroom morning and then we get the words once more with feelings splash across the screen in the style of an old movie musical yeah as the overture plays over the next few scenes and we I wrote pin. in my notes, what kind of dumb silliness are we in for? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you? Hey, would you rather this or Depresso, Buffy? Oh, this. This over the body any day. Okay, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> we pan down to reveal an old-fashioned alarm clock, which hits 7 o'clock, and the alarm goes off. Buffy picks it up slowly, still in bed. We cut to Anya and Tara getting ready. Tara finds the flower that Willow had used to make her forget their fight under her pillow. She smiles at it. Dawn knocks on the bathroom door in a hurry. Willow rushes out. Buffy's this is still like in bed. One big long one shot. You know, they're kind of yeah. There's a lot of those moving in this the episode. camera around. Yeah, very musicality like, right? Yeah, but exactly. uh, there's no diegetic sound in this portion of the episode. No, I was nope. like, I, please don't tell me that they're doing like a silent type movie. That's what I was oh, thinking. Like maybe they're gonna do a silent thing. Yeah, like hush do meets like musical title cards or something when they talk and i was like no yeah. please don't do that oh i would have been annoyed if they did that yeah. too so they I didn't totally do that. that so that was good no yeah um yeah so anya or tara oh i think i said anya and tara are getting ready it's willow and tara who are getting ready okay <laughs> um tara finds that flower that willow had used to make her forget their fight under her pillow and she kind of smiles at it um don Dawn, oh my god, Dawn, Dawn knocks on the bathroom door. 
<laughs> Dawn. <laughs> Dawn. Willow rushes out of it. And then later we cut to Anya and Xander uh, reading a wedding magazine at the magic shop. And it's called Tomorrow's Bride. And Today's Bride is actually a magazine. <laughs> but oh. Tomorrow's Bride isn't. So it's just like a prop magazine. Interesting. Giles pulls a book out of Dawn's hands. Willow and Tara are researching something. Buffy is sketching something. Uh, Giles gets her attention to go train in the back room. And then we fade into the first song with vocals, which is, you know, Buffy's, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's called Going Through the Motions. As she's bored and distractedly fighting demons in the graveyard that night. And Joss's commentary says, this number here, very much in the Disney tradition, what Jeffrey Katzenberg, who is CEO of DreamWorks Animation, former chairman of Walt Disney Studios, he says um, he would call it an, uh, an I want song. So you've got Ariel's part of your world, Belle from Beauty and the Beast, this is a song where the heroine tells you exactly what she's missing in her life, yeah. which in Buffy's case um, is, you know, she doesn't feel connected. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. The, the Disney connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt. I was like, oh, this is very much like Belle and Beauty the Beast walking yeah. around the town, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, bored and like, you know, I'm I'm sick of this tiny little town. <laughs> right. That's basically what you know Buffy's saying yeah so I love the silly dancing and singing that happens from like the vampires and the demons in the back I was always brave and kind of righteous now I find I'm wavering yeah so like you know they're saying like she's um she does pretty well with fiends from hell and you know faking it somehow buffy stabs the demon and he goes she's not even half the girl she even half the girl she oh because he's been stabbed (laughs) just it's just so silly and fun yeah so musical and i uh was right on the money when i (laughs) took a note and said it's a buffy musical i bet sammy loves this so hard (laughs) oh you bet i do you bet i do so i watched this um earlier in the week and you know dave and i watched it together and he's been listening to uh to the buffy you know musical soundtrack ever since pretty much <laughs> you're putting him on blast <laughs> it, it's he's he's not gonna be ashamed dave it's on i'm his so Spotify sorry that account. she outs your dirty laundry like this uh he he knows he knows he's fine what's with up. it he would not be ashamed it's phenomenal phenomenal music right okay um yeah, so then she cuts a, a handsome man free from a tree and he sings, how can I repay? And she's just like, whatever, you know, just like totally doesn't even care. She's like, right. whatever, it's just my job. You know, I'm just here. Yeah. Punching in, punching out. <laughs> um, and then she ends with staking a vamp. And as he explodes in front of her, we, I thought this was kind of a cool uh you know a cool like reveal like it explodes in front of her and then like reveals her face as she sings i just want to be alive right um yeah so definitely definitely like bell and uh um part of your world yeah then we cut to the magic shop the next day that infernal bell over the door ringing buffy walks in you mean tinkling (laughs) (laughs) And it's so funny, like after 
I don't know that this ever happened to me before, but after watching uh, the episode Life Serial and like having to watch it twice and like going through it with you, like the doorbell ringing all those times, I'm like now now just like I cringe when I see it and hear it. Uh, Yeah, Buffy walks in. She's still kind of distracted. Xander is playing with pastries. And I'm wondering if you got this reference. He says, respect the crueler and tame the donut. Mm, That's from Magnolia, isn't it? It is. Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's a very... Can't say all the words. Can't say all those words. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's a great movie. I love Magnolia. And he's referencing in Magnolia, Tom Cruise is referencing uh, genitalia. Yes. Which is also sort of what Xander is doing here. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) Um, Buffy asks if, like, you know, they're doing any research, any demons, whatever. And, you know, Xander and Giles shake their heads. And then she says, last last night, you know, did anybody... um, Did anybody burst into song? Um... And Xander says, merciful Zeus, <laughs> which I really would like to use more in my life. Yeah. Uh, and and then they all, there's like a flurry of activity and, and everybody kind of walks over and um, and either Willow or Tara says, we thought it was just us. And, you know, Buffy says, it's like you were in a musical and everyone's talking about it at once. Giles was, you know, getting singing room service. So he's clearly staying at a hotel now, not living in the, in the summer's house. Well, I wonder what um, happened to his house. Do you just well, he, sell it? It's yeah, he probably market? gave it up. I mean, he moved. So. Man, that was such a sweet little bungalow. I know. Man, they can't. They can't let that go. It's a treasure. Well, he thought he was gonna be living. Xander in, and you Anya know, should have bought it. They should have bought it. Xander just they had to keep that, that in the family. There's so much history. <laughs> yeah, but also like you know, that was where Jenny Calendar died. Do they really want right. to keep that Memories. around? <laughs> Memories. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, somebody's died in every place that they've been in. I feel like so, you know. In Sunnydale, yeah, yeah, pretty likely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So apparently, Willow and Tara saying about the dishes, and we end with Xander saying it was very disturbing. Uh, and Giles asked Buffy what she's saying about, and she says she can't remember, but it seemed perfectly normal. The gang decides that research is in order. And of course, this leads into our next song. I've got a theory. Yeah. So they, uh, when they had like a normal, uh, they had like a normal dialogue scene. I was like, oh, good. At least there's like some dialogue scenes. Because mm-hmm. I remember watching some musicals where it's just straight music all the just way through. All music. And yeah. I was like, just give me a real scene. You know? Yeah. So it's nice no, that they... they had some normal. They didn't last yeah, long. They break it up. <laughs> but, no. Uh, yeah. You got to break yeah. it up. You got to have yes. lulls in the musical. I mean, and that's what they do in in actual stage musicals, right? Yeah. There's there's always dialogue in between. Like, I remember I was obsessed with The Phantom of the Opera when I was little. Still love it. But I never saw it. Um, and, like, I didn't, I think... I don't know, it either didn't occur to me to read the book, I didn't know it was a book, or I was just simply too young to read it. Um, But I know, like, my aunt had gone a bunch of times and I think took my older sister, but not me. 
Um, and I, but I would just like play the you know original Broadway or actually the original London cast recording soundtrack all the time. I was just obsessed with it. But I didn't know the full story because you can't necessarily get the full story without some of the dialogue that happens in between the songs. Yeah. Um, so it's you know that's that's how actual musicals are done. So that's how this musical was done, which I appreciate too because I think constant singing is probably too much. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta rest your brain. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, so they they start you know, Giles starts this next song, you know, with saying, you know, he thinks that it's a, a dancing demon and then he's like, No, something isn't right there, but that's not actually what it ends up being. <laughs> um, and Xander sings that it could be witches and then quickly abandons that theory as he looks at Willow and Tara. And Anya says, I've got a theory. It could be Bonnie's. And the music stops. And everybody looks at her. And there's literal cricket sounds. Don't know if you noticed that. Noticed it. Yep. And then Tara starts to say something, and then Anya jumps in with a rock and roll, Alanis Morissette, angsty vibe. And I just, uh, I just think it's so because they they keep bringing in this bunny thing, right? Like she's like, it's definitely bunnies, guys. <laughs> right. Um, and Joss Whedon says that this was written specifically for Emma Caulfield, like this angsty rock and roll part, because she was always screaming heavy metal at me as a joke on set for no reason, hmm. just because she's incredibly silly. And so I had I had to throw something in there for her because everything is tailored to my actors. And I thought, what better thing to write about than bunnies in that instance? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, she and then she ends with or maybe midgets. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Can't say that. Nope. Buffy says it doesn't really matter what it is because they'll get through it together like they always do. Um, And, you know, that kind of leads into, it's sort of like all one song. You know, she's she's singing like, what can't we face if we're together? Um, And she says, you know, we have to try. We'll pay the price. It's do or die. Hey, I've died twice. And then the song ends with there's nothing we can't face. And Anya says, except for bunnies. Except for bunnies. And Anya is curious if it's only happening to them. So Buffy opens the magic shop door uh, out into downtown Sunnydale. And we see a man standing in the street holding up a shirt in a dry cleaning bag. And he sings, they got the mustard they got out. the mustard you're just so hard rolling your eyes at me right now am i yeah (laughs) i thought i was enjoying the music uh yeah so the (laughs) there's a crowd of synchronized dancers holding up the dry cleaning bags they all sing they got the mustard out phenomenal got the mustard out hilarious hilarious (laughs) joss whedon says this was a way of saying everybody's in a musical and to do the biggest most old-fashioned brightly colored silliest piece about absolutely nothing um you know kind of the way of getting the big production number out of the way since he says i couldn't really afford to do them and that's not really what i felt like writing this is a more personal piece and so it involves a lot more solo numbers and things like that 
So we cut to later. Dawn excitedly enters the shop, ready to tell everyone who's everyone else is now in full research mode about the singing that she encountered at school. But Buffy kind of bursts her bubble. So instead, Dawn says, I gave birth to a pterodactyl. And Anya says, oh, my God, did it sing? (laughs) That was weird. (laughs) Willow and Tara are whispering to each other and then clearly make up an excuse to leave because they say they need to pick up books from their their house. Uh, And as this is happening, Dawn swipes a necklace. Hmm. Swipe or no swiping. Yeah, but she is swiping. She is. Then we cut to Willow and Tara walking in a park, enjoying the sunshine. It's beautiful out. She points to some guys who are checking out Tara, and I love Tara's dress here. I know you would. Looks like... very... uh, You know what it looks like? It looks like from the movie Tangled, Mm, Rapunzel. Yeah. Looks like her Mm -hmm. dress. Look at me, huh? Not bad. Yeah. Not bad for a Disney ref, right? Well, you are a dad. Or is that DreamWorks? DreamWorks. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Is it? I don't know. I'm going to go DreamWorks. <laughs> final answer. Okay. Lock it in, Regis. Okay. I'm not Regis. <laughs> but yeah, it's very Renaissance witchy. It's a flowy amber colored dress, which is yeah. funny because Amber Benson plays Tara. Oh. Eh. Eh. And a light blue corset top. So pretty. Tara jokes that she's cured and she wants the boys and Willow pulls her back. Tara is not used to the attention, and Willow says, and you can't imagine what they see in you. And Tara says, I know exactly what they see in me, you. And what so, does that mean? like, you know, she's she brought her out. Willow brought Tara out, basically, into the, li- the limelight. So they see, the boys see Willow in her. Willow's influence that. in Tara. Okay. Because yes. she's more outgoing now, i.e. vis-a-vis more attractive. I guess. That's right. what she's saying. So th- this leads into basically Tara's love song. Right. To Willow. Yeah. That's, you know, I'm under your spell. It's her love song, which she sings as they walk through the park. And Joss Whedon says this is the first song he wrote, and he knew he wanted Amber Benson to have the ballad because of her incredible voice. Allison Hannigan, who is not a singer, begged Joss to ha- to like have her sing as little as possible. Yeah. So we get them walking through the park and singing. Very beautiful. <laughs> so and beautiful. And she's talking about being under Willow's spell, but not in a bad way, like in a good way. Right. Um. Although later, maybe the the tone changes. Yeah. Uh, then we cut to their bedroom. Tara is lying down on the bed. Willow is kind of like moving over her, um, and then down and off screen very suggestively. And yeah, (laughs) yeah. Tara sings the moon to the tide. I can feel you inside. Yikes. I break with every swell lost in ecstasy spread beneath my willow tree. Oh boy. Uh, and she also says, you make me complete. Oh, boy. Okay. Lots, <laughs> Joss Whedon lots, acknowledges. <laughs> lots of innuendos yeah. throughout yes. this whole episode. D- 
Definitely. Not yeah. not just here. Um, but yeah, so Joss acknowledges in his commentary, he's like, this is pornography. <laughs> and there's nothing I can say to change your mind about that fact. It's probably the dirtiest lyric I've ever written, but it's also very, very beautiful. He says, despite its being a wee bit risque, that number was written as a pop hit or pop tune in the sense of being somewhat nonspecific, even in terms of gender, just being about love. Mm-hmm. Um, and she so, elevates. She yes, levitates. and Tara floats above the bed. She starts to levitate. Kind of like Ghostbusters, um, you know? Yeah. And so I remember, this isn't the case in Hulu. I wonder... I didn't have time to check my DVDs to see where it cuts off because in Hulu, uh, Tara, it cuts off Tara's line where she says, you, she said, it says like, you make me and it cuts off to the magic shop. But I swear that when I watched it and I don't know if this was like originally when I watched it, rewatched it, watched it on DVD. But I swear it cut off at when she said, you make me come, instead of saying pleat, it just cut off right there. But it cuts what? off in Hulu at you make me. Really? <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, that's what, that's where wow. it cut off. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe I'm just, you're just you maybe I'm just that dirtier. In your brain. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Um, wow. But that anyway, it smash cuts to Xander at the magic box saying, I bet they're not even working. <laughs> and they're like what <laughs> he's like you see cut. the way they were they were with each other they the get a roominess to them i bet they're and then he's he sees that dawn is there and he's like singing they're probably singing right now <laughs> yeah and dawn kind of is like i know about this stuff you know right uh and she thinks that it's romantic she says songs dancing around what's got to be wrong with that and then we cut to an alley at night a man is tap dancing cut closer (laughs) yeah this guy yeah and we see that his expression is kind of like desperate and he's sweating no he continues dancing he's not having fun he continues (laughs) dancing and suddenly he bursts into flame he tap dances right into flames yeah yeah that man's on fire yeah like really Mm-hmm. Then he falls to the floor in front of a pair of feet in red shoes and red pants. Mm, demon Pan guy. up to reveal a demon in a red suit with red skin. Very red, this guy. Pointy chin. And he says, that's entertainment. Now that's entertainment. I don't know why you had to add a... Uh, I'm not really sure what you tried to do there. but <laughs> <laughs> What? That's entertainment. That's what he says. No. Not like that, though. That's entertainment. <laughs> he doesn't. He's got a little accent. No, he's says, got a smooth jazz vibe. That's he's entertainment. Nice, that's what he sexy, says. Sultry voice. Yeah, that's, that's, that's entertainment. All, that, that's entertainment. No, why is everything got to be southern? That's <laughs> either New Jersey or southern. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm done running up these these moonshine bottles down, I'm gonna go tap 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 dancing down on the dance floor that's <laughs> entertainment that's what he said sure yeah just like that okay cool okay <laughs> xander and anya wake up the next morning and xander offers to make her breakfast saying that he shut the crew down for the day because he said my guys start dancing around me i don't know if i can deal it's a flab thing <laughs> a flab what's a flab? a flab thing what's flab you know like what's that mean like, you know, he's saying like his construction workers, they start dancing around. Yeah. They got a lot of flab. So Fla- oh, he doesn't want to like see fat. that. They're a bunch of fatties. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. That's fat shaming. Those guys I do know. hard work, okay? And they probably dance very well. Yeah. You'd be but surprised. also, probably not great to be dancing while you're building a house, I would say. Or maybe it's better. Not the safest. Maybe your house mm-hmm. come out a little uh, little funkier, a little fresher, a little funky fresher. <laughs> <laughs> Xander starts to talk about what he could make when Anya sits up and begins their duet, I'll Never Tell. This this was a good one. I knew you'd like this one. I had a pretty good feeling (laughs) that you would like this one. If there's anyone that I I liked the most, probably this Mm -hmm. one. Why did you like this one? I just think it was fun. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so, and Joss Whedon says this was the most fun to shoot. Um, because Anya and, Anya and Xander kind of have like a sort of retro feel to them. So he like amped that up here. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is going to be my big comedy, a stare Rogers kind of number. Yeah. Uh, and the oppo- opportunity to do that was a lot of fun to be really silly and yet hit on something that is very true about relationships, which is the fear you have, the things you can't say. Right. So they keep starting to like start to say their doubts and fears and dislikes about each other but then they stop and say i'll never tell i'll never tell and then of course they do cuz there's nothing to tell he snores she wheezes say housework any freezes she eats these skeezy cheeses that i can't describe i talk he breezes she doesn't know what pleases his penis got mm-hmm. um yeah so they they start saying these things and dancing around the apartment uh xander opens the newspaper at one point and the headline on the front page reads mayhem caused monsters certainly not involved officials say <laughs> which i thought was pretty funny <laughs> And then Anya says, look at me, I'm dancing crazy. And they break into a kind of like a 20s flapper dance. I'm dancing crazy. Yeah. Um, And Joss Whedon says, Emma's really got a huge amount of training. Nikki, none at all. And just dives right in. And the two of them together are kind of spectacular. And one of the things that I absolutely knew I had to do in this situation was the shot where the camera goes up and to the side and just sort of glides up while they're dancing and gives us the whole room. That's very old style musical. Yes, it is. And yes, there's more, you know, kind of dirty jokes in here. <laughs> yes, and then, there's lots. <laughs> there's lots here. <laughs> yeah, the tight embrace thing. Oh, yeah, that that's really funny. <laughs> Um, and they collapse into the armchair together and they're giggling. Uh, and Joss Whedon in the commentary says, this is a classic. You end up laughing and it's really uncomfortable in old movies. Even I, who love musicals, always hate that part. So to cut in the middle of that to this nightmare, it was horrible sequence, was a way of paying a little nod to it. Um, because after they're like laughing and giggling, we then cut to Xander and Anya walking with Giles and telling them how, you know, th- they're dancing. It was a nightmare. Um and Anya is saying, it's like we were being watched, like there was a wall missing, like there were only three walls and not a fourth <laughs> wall. <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, a nod to the fourth wall being broken by them singing and dancing to the camera. Right. Uh, and, and they complain, you know, Xander's like, my eyes aren't are not beady. And Anya says, my toes are not hairy. So obviously they remember the things that they said in this song. Yeah. Um, and they beg Giles to help. And he says he's doing his best. Um, 
uh, as he's as the focus is suddenly taken over by a woman um, singing to try to get out of a parking ticket. <laughs> I've been having a bad, bad day. Come on, won't you put that pad away? I'm asking you, please, no. It isn't right, it isn't fair. There was no parking anywhere. I think that hydrant wasn't there. And then we get the focus back onto um, Anya, Xander, and Giles. Right, this is another one of those long tracking shots that follows yes. them down the street from left to right, just dollying along. And the crazy part, like, think about, obviously, like, you are in film, right? So you understand the complexity of not only just getting that shot by itself, but also the singing happening in the foreground. Yeah. And then the, the, like, additional dancing that's happening in the background. Right. Like, and I think at some point, Joss Whedon said, like, this was the, the hardest thing to shoot. Because you're tracking the actors who are talking and they are the focus and then they're not the focus and then they are the focus again and there's stuff happening in the foreground and the background and it's just... There's a dance number with the street sweeps. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Which was very... uh, That to me felt very chim chimney. (laughs) Right. Um, Mary Poppins. Yes, very Mary Poppins. How, How do you land on Mary Poppins? I mean, it's a classic. I grew up watching that. So. And Sound of Music too? No. Actually, I didn't see that till I was like well into my 20s. Okay, and why don't you like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang then? Um, I just have this memory from when I was a child of trying to watch the kidnapper. it. kidnapper? And just, no, I just, I, I, I don't know. I have a bad memory associated with it, and I've washed it out of my mind, and I don't like it. I okay. don't know why. I know I've seen it. And I always mix um, it up with bed knobs and brooms, broomsticks. I think I watched yeah, both I, of those around the same time. I don't time. know how you can mix the two and, up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Sammy Joe, but those two, they yes, get... two things that shouldn't fly, but fly? I don't know. Sure. Yeah, they both fly. Sure. They're mm-hmm. kind of around the same time frame, you know? I got to watch bed early knobs Disney. and broomsticks again. No, you don't. It's fine. <laughs> but Mary Poppins makes the cut. I mean, that's a classic. Yeah. Okay, I yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping Let's that go. maybe by the end of this I would understand, um, but I don't think I will. You won't understand what? What? What makes you like a musical? <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna hit me just right, you know. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fine. Yeah. So, anyway, the focus back on Anya, Xander, and Giles, and Giles tells them that some people spontaneously combusted, which might be connected to the singing and dancing, but he's not sure. Uh, he says that Buffy is looking into it, but you know he's kind of like worried she's not very focused. Um, and we this is where we see the street sweepers uh, dancing in the background, and Xander says she's easing back into it. We pulled her out of an untold uh, hell dimension. Ergo, the weirdness. The important thing is to be there for her. Uh, And so, again, this reference of Buffy being in hell, right? They're hitting on it heavy this episode. Yeah. I'm starting to get annoyed with the, with the, um, with the, uh, uh, what's the director's name, please? (laughs) Joss, Joss Whedon. (laughs) Yeah, the Whedonisms when Mm -hmm. uh, we're adding nest to everything. Mm. the wordiness and the juiciness and the and the weirdness. kissiness and the weirdness like all that like it happens yeah. several times in in his episodes it's, yeah it's so much and i'm like i've never met a person who talks like this except maybe me 
No, you don't I do say this. Because I do feel like I talk like that. No, not like that. Not maybe not as much, but I definitely to me it's not weird because I just grew up listening to this. Oh, with so. the kissiness. Well, you even said it at like early on when we recorded uh, when we started this podcast that uh, you saw a lot of like my personality in Buffy and Buffy like it certainly I think you said something about things. like dropping some DNA and <laughs> or dropping into my DNA or something. Yeah, yeah. I think but I, I could see things. I could see uh I could see how that could be annoying. Yeah. yeah. He definitely it's definitely his own sort of it's language. Prevalent. Yes. Um yeah, so Giles says he's doing as much as he can to help her, and then Anya kind of like awkwardly pats him on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> um then we cut to Buffy visiting Spike's crypt. He asks if she's come to serenade him. Uh, and tells her that he's seen some funny things in the last few days, but he's remained immune, and he offers her a drink, and, you know, Buffy's like a world of no, because, we you know, we remember last episode, not so good. Uh, right. Two episodes ago? Yeah, a couple. Two episodes two. ago, yeah. Yeah, it's life cereal. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and Spike says, oh, so that's all. You've just come to pump me for information. And Buffy says... What else would I want to pump you for? Oh, and then boy. she's like, I really just said that, didn't I? Here we go. And Spike tells her he doesn't know anything. And then he opens his door to shoo her out. But he's surprised and annoyed to find himself singing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He starts up his sad emo rock song. The tortured love song. The get away from me, but I can't quit you. <laughs> but it's Spike, so of course, it's a rock and roll right. ballad. I do like how he's fighting it at the beginning. He's like, yeah, here we go. Yeah, he's like, like he's oh, like, God. Yeah. <laughs> and that happens later in the episode, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like everybody else just kind of goes with it, but he's like, no. No, they couldn't deal Whisper in the dead man's ear It doesn't make it real Um, yeah, so as Joss Whedon says, musical is a chance for people to express things they couldn't otherwise express. Uh, he says, I often refer to this as a sequel to Hush in that respect. When you stop talking, you start communicating. And so many TV shows do what he refers to as variety shows disguised as musicals, where they just do a scene and then sing an oldie that has nothing to do with it vaguely, or has to do with it vaguely. But this is different. This has to have the power of what he is feeling, Spike is feeling, expressed at that time. It has to be something he couldn't express otherwise. And rather than just tell her he's in love with her, which frankly he already has done... Joss says, I thought it would be better if he came at her hard and angry and said, leave me alone, go away, I can't take any more of this. Um, While, of course, at the same time, constantly reappearing in frame, constantly staying with her and adding verses because he just can't stay away. Right. Um, So, like, that kind of happens throughout his song, or at least, like, you know, he does sort of, like, the first verse, and then, you know, he's like go away basically and she starts to leave and then he's like you know and you know he can like kind of comes yeah. back in sings to her some more my grave and let me rest in peace i know i should go but i follow you like a man possessed 
There's a traitor here beneath my breast. And then they walk through the graveyard and run into a funeral party. Spike jumps on the coffin. <laughs> very cool. Very rock and roll. Yeah, so cool. Uh, he tumbles off and then he morphs into vamp face, pushing aside the mourners, throwing chairs. He grabs the priest and then Buffy intervenes, um, pulling him away. And they fall into the open grave and Buffy's kind of like on top of Spike. Did and Spike get de-chipped? He didn't, and I don't think... Yeah, so I think what was happening here is he's not really intending to hurt anybody, which is why it's not hurting him. He's just kind of, like, raging and, like, throwing stuff out of the way. Um, Because he only really gets hurt when he intends to hurt somebody. Okay. Did we confirm that that was an actual chip in him? Or is Um, it, like, a curse spell? Well, we know it's a chip. It is a chip, right? Because they tried to get it out, right? And they couldn't? Well, they didn't actually get it out. I mean, they basically, um, Spike went to the initiative and him and Harmony tried to get a doctor to get it out of him, but the doctor didn't actually take it out. But he did open up his his skull or his brain yeah. and um, and Harmony saw it. She was like, there. oh, I could see it. Yeah. So, <laughs> And then the guy was like, get get out of my way. Because she was also like, I think, smoking or like, hold, you know, holding yeah. a crossbow and everything. So he was like, get out of here. So then he put something in the bowl, but it was just like a screw or something. Yeah. Um, so he didn't actually remove the chip. But we do know it is confirmed that it's definitely a chip. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, the reason he doesn't react is because he wasn't actually intending to hurt anybody here. He was just kind of throwing a fit. Raging and rocking. Yep. Uh, so he finishes, you know, with let me rest in peace and Buffy leaps, leaps out of the grave and then Spike kind of stands up, pokes his head out, watching her run off. And he says, so you're not staying then? (laughs) Nope. So... Then we cut to Dawn dumping her backpack out onto her bed. Tara is leaning against her doorway, wearing the flower that Willow used in her forgetting spell pinned to her shirt. And Tara tells Dawn, Willow said they have a lead on the whole musical extravaganza evil, this demon that can be summoned, some sort of lord of the dance. Oh, but not the scary one, just a demon. <laughs> Which I hmm. thought was really funny. <laughs> um, you know who the lord of the dance is, right? Yeah. It w- you remember? It- yeah, it was like a, it was like a, wasn't it like an Irish guy doing a step dance or something? Long guy? Or yeah, long hair guy? Kind of like Flat- Fabio? Michael Flatley. Michael Flatley, okay. Yes, his is an Irish stage dancer whose uh, show was called Lord of the Dance. Right. And, and didn't they sell it? his legs moved so crazy. <laughs> they did. And didn't they sell it like late night? Like on uh, TV, like you oh, buy yeah. the VHS tape. Yeah, they totally did. Yeah, Lord of the Dance. Yeah, so like that was happening around this time. So that's that's what Tara's referencing, and right. she's like, you know, but not the scary one, just a demon. <laughs> 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 Which I yeah thought people that was love hilarious. the Lord of the Dance. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just. I mean, I'm impressed, but I just you know not didn't do it for me. You didn't buy that VHS. I didn't buy the VHS. Although I would not be surprised if my mom had. I wonder how many of I those feel like she uh, probably did. you can find at yard sales these days. Probably a lot. Oh, Lord of the Dance. Would you look at that? 50 cents. Would yeah. you take 25? I do know that this was also around the time that DDR was big. Dance Dance Revolution. 
Right. And uh, I that always like the expert round. What? Was no, that the I don't. Expert round. I don't Lord know. Maybe. Of the dance. I feel like I always looked like like I was trying to to Irish step dance when I played that game. <laughs> Yeah. My legs were just flying everywhere and I was very uncoordinated. Dave and I actually played that. Um, there's this kind of like retro arcade uh, near us that has like a bunch of pinball machines and like all these cool old games. Um, it's got like Pac-Man and stuff and it has a DDR. Yeah. Um, and so Dave and I tried it and woof. Yeah, I never I did sucked. DDR, but I was always in awe of the people who would come in and clearly they've been training yeah. for days upon for weeks at home yeah. mm-hmm. and they would for just come moment. in and not even look at the screen. They'd like turn around and do it backwards. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's I... a flex in their Jinko yeah. jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could not, I could not do it. I like playing just dance at home, yeah. but DDR was just hard. Yeah. I might've tried like one of those connect dance ones, but pff, I cannot you know me yeah i had a i dated a guy <laughs> who had who had those two um yeah i think like he made or like someone made i don't know someone like made like wood ones or something like that that was pretty cool but yeah i sucked at it it's and i was cool. just always afraid i was gonna like trip and fall right and like bust my face up right at least with just dance like i'm on my own floor you know I'm on my own. I'm on my own floor. floor. Now. <laughs> <laughs> on right. my own dance floor. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Dawn says that she's glad that you know Tara and Willow made up, and Tara's confused by this. Yeah. Uh, and Dawn oh, kind of reminds her about the fight that they had about magic, and Tara looks down at her flower, and mm-hmm. sad music begins to play, and she says. Yep, just like that. <laughs> I could barely hear it, but I knew where you were going with that. Um, yeah, so Tara says she needs to go to the magic shop, and Dawn assures her that she'll be alone. She'll be okay alone in the house. And she walks over to a jewelry box with lots of things in it that she's stolen, tags still on them. She puts on the necklace that she swiped from the magic box, and then she starts to sing. Does anybody even notice? Is that actually her singing? Yes. Her it's voice all of them. is pretty shrill. Yes. I mean, it's great. It's lovely. It's much no, better than mine. It's, it's no good. Michelle Trachenberg <laughs> also good. begged Joss Whedon not to make her sing much, so he honored that here, but many fans, because it like cuts off, after she just says those two lines. Mm-hmm. But many fans speculate it was also his answer to their complaint about Dawn's incessant whining and shrillness. Mm. Just make her stop. <laughs> so she does. <laughs> she turns around to find a life-size puppet guy in a suit standing there. Oh, yeah. Two others behind him. And she screams and they throw a bag over her head, which is really what I want to do. <laughs> I was like, who are these three masked Muppet magician bullfighters? Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of crazy looking. They're kind of like Sid the dummy, but life size. Right. Once I got a better look at them, I noticed that they look more like dummies. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Dawn wakes up on a pool table in the bronze. We get her 
solo, which thankfully she doesn't sing anymore. <laughs> uh, it's just a ballet because Michelle Trachenberg was a very skilled dancer. And you can see, I don't know if like you could tell, but I was like, wow, this is, she really looks like she knows what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I thought it was like, you know, like a six out of 10. Yeah. Okay. You could do better. Yeah. Me? Okay. I'm yeah, very Lord light of the on dance my feet, Sammy Joe. I'm Lord of the Dance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've seen you dance and What? I'm not saying it's bad, you but were I don't amazed, think it's this good. Right? Mm. I mean, when you put it apples to apples, me versus Dawn and dance off, you're crowning yeah. me Lord of the Dance all day long, Sammy Joe. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm glad you agree. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so she's trying to escape, and the puppet hunchmen keep stopping her. Um, she kind of falls to the floor at some point, and they toss her, and she slides across the floor to the stage, and we get a low shot of red pants. Oh, yeah. This guy. Yeah, and black, white, black and white tap shoes. The demon tap dances, and we focus on his feet, slowly pulling back as he taps off the stage, down the stairs, and finally comes fully into frame. Full zoot suit, this guy. Yeah, bright red zoot suit. Mm -hmm. And we transition into the song, What You Feel. Why'd you run away? Don't you oh, this guy is like, whew. You like this guy, huh? Yeah. You're into him. <laughs> you would totally <laughs> marry this guy. You'd be like, I'd, I'd be, be like, dancing all day you know long. What? Yeah. You're like, there are better lives, you know, out there, but this one right here, mm -hmm. not that bad. Not that bad. I mean, not if you compare that it to bad. most of snappy them. Snappy dresser. Uh, what? He's a snappy dresser. Oh, snappy dresser. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's got, he, some, got some style. At one point, like, snaps his fingers. He goes blue. Or twists his hand, and then the, the red suit becomes blue. Right. When he says, don't you like my style? Yeah. Yeah. And then he sings, um, I come from the imagination, and I'm here strictly by your invocation. And he holds up a scroll covered with writing, and it says really big RSVP. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. I was like, what? <laughs> oh. um, and this is just such a great, like, bluesy jazz number. Yeah, it is. Oh. Kind of remind me of, like, The Mask. Yes. The Mask I mean, is yeah. kind of, like, jazzy, swingy. Like, exactly. It has some numbers like that. Exactly. Yeah. And he kind of looks so. like The Mask a little bit. You know, he's got the yeah. same sort of style. Yep. Well, yeah, yeah the zoot suit. That's what he was suit. going for, too. Mm -hmm. And even, like, the makeup. Yep. You know, just, like, bulbous face. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of, he sort of compels Dawn to stand up and dance with him. Yeah. And he starts singing about how he knows what she feels. Mm -hmm. um, and she's kind of battling with, like, wanting to dance. She, so she's, like, kind of battling with, like, wanting to dance and also being hesitant. And I really like what Joss Whedon has to say in his commentary here. He says, we see in this dance how he's bringing Dawn to a more mature, almost sexualized place that she's been saying, I'm ready to go here. I'm ready to grow up. I mean, last episode, she was making out with a vampire, right? right. Mm -hmm. But she's also not so sure that she is. Um, 
And as in a classic fairy tale, which is the feeling I wanted to get from this particular sequence, the demon shows her a little bit more of herself than she knew was there. And although it frightens her, she comes out the wiser for it. Um, so I thought that was like kind of interesting that yeah. that play where Dawn is at of like being a teenager and like, you know, coming into like adolescence. Uh -huh. um, Dawn says, so you're like a good demon? Bringing the fun in? And he shakes his head no and laughs. And we see the minions are kind of like fight dancing. And he, <laughs> he, he keeps singing all those hearts laid open. That must sting. I never knew what he said there. So I finally like looked up the lyrics and I was like, oh, okay. All those hearts laid open. That must sting. And a door appears beside him and he opens it. Plus some customers just start combusting. And a charred smoking corpse falls through the door. And then he sings, that's the penalty when life is but a song. <laughs> he tells her that she brought him here, so she's going to go back to his kingdom below and be his queen. And Dawn protests that she's only 15, too young to be a queen. And then she says that her sister is Slayer. If I missed, see my sister's the Slayer. And that gets Sweet's attention. The demon's name is Sweet. I don't think they ever actually say that. But Sweet. His name is Sweet. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, so he stops singing. He looks at Dawn and says, the slayer? And then he says to his minions, find her. Tell her, tell her everything. Just get her here. I want to see the slayer burn. <laughs> He's just got a great, sexy voice. Dawn looks alarmed. <laughs> you like this guy. <laughs> I do like this guy. He's yeah. great. Yeah, so Don looks alarmed and he says, now we're partying. That's what it's all about. Now we're that's partying. That's what it's all about. There we go. Okay. All right. This guy. Whew. Oh, man. He can get it. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we cut to Buffy and Giles in the workout room. Mm-hmm. Giles tells Buffy she needs to keep training because they're still not sure what they're up against. But Buffy says, oh, you'll figure it out. I'm just worried this whole session's going to turn into some training montage from an 80s movie, <laughs> which I thought was pretty great. Um, yeah. Giles asked her if she talked to Dawn about the incident on Halloween. And Buffy says, I thought you took care of that. And Giles is like, right. And Buffy says, what would I do without you? And then, okay, I'm ready. And while it's not an 80s training montage, it's still a bit of a training montage. It's montage -y. It's kind of like, like a light rock montage kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know if I would even call it rock because it's no? kind of a, it's like a ballad. It's kind of another sort of love ballad. Yeah. Okay. Sort of sad song. Sad song. Um, so Giles walks over to a case of weapons on a wall and he basically <laughs> responds with his lyrics, you know, that you're not ready for the world outside. Yeah, he starts throwing sharp objects at her. Yeah. Um, so and this is him expressing his inner tur turmoil about wanting to be there for Buffy, but also feeling like he's enabling her by taking away all of her problems. Yeah. So, you know, he gave her the money. He's disciplining Dawn for her. She's kind of half-assing slaying and researching because he's acting as her crutch. He's picking up the slack. Right. Um, 
And this song always gives me goosebumps because really, this one Anthony, out of all his voice is just oh okay, his voice well is just that makes so sense. Good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Joss Whedon says here, I knew Tony was going to have the saddest ballad. I knew where he was, and I knew he was going to give me the huge pipes. And the song really was, it was a lot of fun to write, but it was putting it together visually that made me understand what was special about it. The fact is, he's singing about wanting to protect her. It's every parent's dilemma. I want to take care of you, but eventually I have to teach you to take care of yourself. And for him to be doing this, to be singing about wanting to protect her while, like you said, Pat, he's throwing knives at her head, is the kind of complete turnaround that is, I think, a staple of the Buffy universe. And then this was one where I also visually knew what I was going to do early on, put Sarah in extreme slow motion and have Tony move around her in regular time. It, to (laughs) me, works to separate them to make him more lonely and is dramatically sort of exciting visually. Yeah. It did, did seem a little green screeny, which yeah. this past week I've been doing some green screen work and, mm-hmm. you know, I got a, I got a new appreciation got for, for green it. screen. So, <laughs> you know, now, I, but, but I'm, I'm letting this one off because it's fine. It's, it's a long time ago and, uh, yeah. it was, 2001. It, it, it works. It works. 22 enough. years ago. Except I will say mm-hmm. that, uh, those, pu- those punches that Buffy was throwing, did yeah. not seem like good form in slow motion. Yeah, I did feel the same way. <laughs> I think she gets away with it, like when it's regular speed and they're quick cuts and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, in slow mo, you could really kind of see that the the angles of the wrists just yeah didn't were not seem, very good. Didn't seem didn't seem steady. like real punching punching fists. You yeah, know? I you agree. Square those things I agree up. with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I just think Anthony Head's voice is so good it's phenomenal oh, i yeah. want him to sing me everything i want him to read all my audiobooks sure me too yeah. um so probably the key line in this song is the cries around you you don't hear at all because you know i'm here to take that call and he's still singing as we cut to tara rushing in rushing into the magic box trying not to be seen she goes up to the loft where all the dark magics and forbidden books are and we cut back to Giles singing as Buffy continues training. He finishes his song, literally standing in her way. But I'm standing in the I'm just standing in the And um, so, yeah, he's literally standing in her way. As, she, as he says that yeah um and buffy says did you just say something so <laughs> she didn't, she didn't actually hear any of it yeah well she um, she was uh you know he was in normal motion so by the time it all sped back up you know it's just a blur right yeah uh so we cut back up to tara in the loft flipping through a book she finds the match to her flower lethe's bramble and uh, the description in the book says, used for augmenting spells of forgetting and mind control. Uh-oh, cat's out of the bag. Mm-hmm. And so Tara reprises Under Your Spell in a much darker tone. I'm under your spell. God, how can this be? Playing with my memory. You know I've been um, because 
you know, she's saying they'll playing with my memory. There'll be nothing, nothing left of me. I mean, remember what happened with Glory? Glory took, Glory right. mind controlled her. You yeah, know? she turned her brain into smashed potatoes for a little bit. Right, and so like, that's kind of what Willow's doing right now. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's the same. It's not, but it's like you know, where does it end? Yeah, it's scary. It's not okay. Right. Um, yeah. You can't be messing with the uh, the fabric of truth. You can't be messing with the fabric of truth. And then Giles joins up with her, and they duet. Wish I could stay. Both lamenting how they don't want to, but they know it's best to leave Buffy slash Willow. Wait, so Tara's gonna leave? I mean, that's she's she's also singing "Wish I Could Stay." Yeah. Wish I could, jo- you know. She says. So she's on her way out huh she's saying i just wish i could stay okay that's what they're both singing right here all right yeah um yeah so and it kind of ends with the both of with both giles and tara you know standing side by side wish i could stay and looking at buffy and willow wish i could stay So Joss Whedon says here to reprise under your spell as a bad thing was, I thought, powerful. I knew right away that I wanted to shoot the two of them, meaning um, Tara and Giles, and have Giles come in to play this together with her close and him behind, because to me, it has a great deal of power and the two people they love not even hearing a word they say. Uh, so again, they're kind of singing this in the end, looking at Buffy and Willow, but they don't actually hear them. And so this is like what I was saying earlier, you know, Tara was saying, I'm under your spell in like a, in a love song kind of a way, like I'm under your love spell, you're, you've charmed me and all of this. And now it's like, oh, I'm under your spell because you're playing with my mind. Yeah. Um, like That's in, crazy. A, in a very negative way. So also I, there's a shot here with uh, mm-hmm. Giles and Tara, and they're both in the same shot, but they're both in focus. One's in the foreground, one's in the background. Mm-hmm. It's called a split diopter shot, Sammy Joe. Oh, how does that work? Yeah, it's a special little thing that you put in front of the lens, or it's a lens itself, and uh, you can focus on two different planes. So there's usually like a split of focus somewhere mm-hmm. on the screen, and you can line it up so that one person's in the foreground in focus and one person's in the background in focus. Oh, They used to yeah, do it so more like back in the day. They don't really do it much these days. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Joss Whedon doesn't really talk about that. At least I didn't. I don't think he does. Yeah, um, it could have been an artificial so cool. split. They could have done it through green screen or something as well. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, maybe that's also, like you're saying, a nod to this kind of old, Possibly. right? They're picking up a lot of these old sort of classic old movie old musical um tropes and shooting styles so very possibly that was intentional Mm -hmm. very cool thanks pat sure (laughs) 
Um, so then Spike kind of breaks the tension by bursting into the magic shop, holding on to one of Sweet's minions. Willow is surprised to see Tara there, but Tara just kind of ignores her, which stings Willow. And then Spike tells the minion to sing. <laughs> Come on, sing. Yeah, and we get a musical, <laughs> a musical yeah, like prelude. swell. But the yeah. puppet just says in a normal speaking voice, "My master has a Slayer sister hostage at a bronze because she summoned him, and at midnight he's going to take her to the underworld to be his queen." <laughs> and Giles says, "What does he want?" And the minion says, "Her," pointing to Buffy. The minion breaks. Off. Yeah, he breaks <laughs> free of Spike and runs off, and Spike is like strong. Someday he'll be a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, and Buffy says, so Dawn's in trouble. Must be a Tuesday. Uh, or must be Tuesday. And Buffy asks, what's the plan to the group? And Xander suggests that they mount up, but Giles says no. Anya says, uh, Dawn may have had the wrong idea in summoning this creature, but I've seen some of these underworld child bride deals and they never end well. Well, maybe once. Mm-hmm. Did you get that reference? No. Okay. We'll get Maybe into trivia. <laughs> mm-hmm. Under okay. Underworld Child Bride? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Got to brush up on your Greek mythology, Pat. I guess <clears throat> so. Giles puts his foot down and says that Buffy will do this alone. So he's he's challenging her. He's pushing her. He's like, I got to gotta make her stand on her own. Mm-hmm. Um. And Spike kind of protests and Willow suggests a confusion spell, which Tara immediately shoots down because she doesn't want her using any more magic. Spike tells Buffy he has her back, but she reminds him of the song that he sang about her staying away from him. So he says he hopes she dances until she burns and then he storms out. Buffy looks at Giles and says, you're really not coming. Giles says, it's up to you, Buffy. Buffy says, what do you expect me to do? And Giles says, you're best. Buffy kind of stares at him. And then we cut outside and cue the next song. It's dark. People are dance fighting in the street. Buffy holds her hand up to a barrel of fire. I touch the fire and it freezes me. I look into it and it's black. This song, Joss Whedon says, is what pe- what most people refer to as Tonight from West Side Story. I like to think of it of it just as much as La Resistance from South Park. The inevitable rousing cry, the call to battle. And I personally love this one because it starts with just Buffy leading the charge, as she should, as the chosen one. But one by one, they all slowly join in. Yeah. And... This is probably the song that gets stuck in my head the most. <laughs> okay. And this one sounds kind of country. Maybe Spike's part a little bit. I can see that. I love his line though, right here, where he says, "I hope she fries. I'm free of that bitch dies." And we got sweet singing in this one. Full cast minus Dawn, which is exactly how it should be. <laughs> um, and then a little bit later. <laughs> just, just so funny. Um, and Joss Whedon, I know in the commentary is like, you know, 
Allison Hannigan didn't want to sing a lot, so I gave her this filler line, and she like pulls it off beautifully, and like just has great expression about it. Like, oh, I think this line's mostly filler, and she's like kind of sad about it. <laughs> I just I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, so we follow Buffy, and then uh, Spike, and then the rest of the gang as they make their way to the bronze. And at one point, oh, I think it's that part right there. Um, the gang marching behind Giles sings, so we will walk through the fire and let it burn. And as they sing this, two fire trucks blow past them in the background. Right. Um, and Joss, Joss Whedon says, and this single greatest thing we ever did, the damn fire trucks. Suzanne, the script supervisor, and Michael Cedar, who's AD, associate director. Is that what AD stands for? Assistant director. Assistant director. Thank you. Mm -hmm. They put it together. They made that thing hit on cue of all the things we've ever done. That fire truck actually showing up at the right time and frame is probably the thing I'm proudest of. Really? That? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the long shot was probably way harder to to get. (laughs) So Buffy kicks in the door and Sweet says, showtime. Showtime. Buffy. Buffy slowly walks into the bronze, looks around, sees Dawn and Sweet sitting in, sitting all regally in comfy armchairs. And Sweet says, I love a good entrance. And Buffy says, how are you with death scenes? Oh, so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tough talk. <laughs> Tough talk. Buffy tells Sweet, who's, like I said, I don't think his name is ever actually mentioned out loud. Um, she says, deals this. I can't kill you. You take me to Hellsville in her place. And Sweet says, what if I kill you? And Buffy says, trust me, won't help. Because <laughs> she'd probably just get brought back. Right. what she's saying. Yeah. And he says, hmm, that's gloomy. And Buffy says, that's life. And he says, come now, is that really what you feel? Isn't life a miraculous thing? And Buffy says, I think you already know. And starts to sing something to sing about. Play our parts. And when As she fights the puppet minions And she's singing platitudes about how wonderful life is But she doesn't really believe it And she says, don't give me songs Give me something to sing about which is basically what Buffy feels that she's missing. Um, then Spike and the Scoobies arrive, and Giles says she needs backup. Anya, Tara, and Anya and Tara take up positions behind Buffy to be her backup singers and dancers. <laughs> so not backup fighting, but backup singing and dancing is what she needed. Oh. Um, <laughs> which I just thought was silly. Uh, and then Buffy sings. There was no pain, no fear, no doubt, till they pulled me out of heaven. So at this point, she's walking up onto the stage, kind of looks back at the others. And then at Sweet, still sitting, he makes this sort of string pulling gesture to like pull her truth out of her. Buffy rocks right up to him. And then here it is. She spills a big secret. I live in hell because I've been expelled from heaven. I think I was in heaven. And we look around. Willow is shocked and horrified. 
We see the rest of the gang having similar expressions. Sweet looks at Buffy and compels her to keep dancing. And then she starts dancing a little too quickly. Yeah, she starts smoking. Yeah. That's like this part. Yeah, so she starts dancing too quickly. She starts to smoke. But then Spike catches her. Life's not a song. Soothes her. Life isn't bliss. Life is just this. It's living. You'll get along. The pain that you feel, you only can heal by living. You have to go on living. So one of us is living. And then Dawn repeats Buffy's line to her. So this is what Buffy told Dawn before she jumped into the open portal at the end of season five. Mm-hmm. So she says, um, the hardest thing in this world is to live in it. And then Tara comforts a crying willow and she tells Sweet to get out of here. Um, and Sweet says, I smell power. I and smell says, power. <laughs> she got the power. <laughs> <laughs> that song was desperately needed in this show. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great just as it is. No, I think we could have turned this episode up about 300% if we threw a little CNC music factory in there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, different strokes, Pat. Um, (laughs) Then Sweet says- Everyone will agree. (laughs) I got the power. Sweet says that it's time for him and the missus to get out of there. Um. And, you know, repeats again that she summoned him. And Dawn is like, he keeps saying that, but I really didn't. And he points out that she's wearing his talisman. And she tries to explain that it was in the shop and she picked it up while cleaning. And Giles says, if it was in the shop, then one of us probably. And they all look around at each other. And slowly, Xander raises his hand. (laughs) saying that he's the one who did it. (laughs) He's the one who summoned him. So he summoned this guy, huh? And Anya's like, Xander? And he's like, well, I didn't know what was going to happen. I just thought there was going to be dances and songs. And he looks at Anya and he says, I just wanted to make sure we'd we'd work out, get a happy ending. And he, he looks at Sweet nervously and he says, does this mean that I have to be your queen? And Sweet says, it's tempting, but I think we'll wave that clause just this once. Big smiles, everyone. You beat the bad guy. And he sings himself out. (laughs) So he just leaves? He just leaves. Yeah. Okay. He's just like, okay, I thought I was summoned by Dawn, but Xander's summoned me, so. And I don't really want to claim him so i'm outie yeah once more okay. with feeling now i gotta run see you home he 
disappears into magic pink energy and then fades away. Yeah, boy, he will be missed. Yeah, I I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, and everyone looks around, unsure what to do next. So Dawn puts that feeling into song. Dawn. Dawn. Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? I just don't know. Where do we go from yeah. And everyone starts to join in, and they stand side by side. Actually, really like Giles's line there, where he says, "The battle's done, and we kinda won." <laughs> yeah, kinda. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, they all kind of stand side by side and hold hands, and then they break away. And then Spike again is like, like he's kind of like really into it for a second, and then he's like he realizes like what am i doing and yeah. you know and then he's like bugger this and he leaves <laughs> <laughs> and we cut to him walking outside buffy catches up to him and tell me where do we go from here when does the Yeah, so Buffy, um, we cut to outside. Buffy catches up with Spike. He tells her to go back and get your kumbayayas out. Buffy says, I don't want to. And then Spike says, the day you suss out what you do want, there'll probably be, probably be a parade. 76 bloody trombones. And Buffy says, Spike. And Spike says, look, you don't have to say anything. And then they both start to reprise their songs. I touch the fire and it freezes me. I die. I look into so it many and years it's ago. This isn't real, you can make me but I just want to feel. And then me. music blooms. Where do we And they kiss. And the rest of the cast yeah. comes in. And the okay. curtains close on a kiss, just like the song they said it would. Make, it's not just any kiss. This is a hardcore is, make-out sesh. Yep. This is uh, NC-17. <laughs> <laughs> Little Sammy shouldn't have been watching this. Little Sammy, it's too much. They dress it up nicely with the fanfare. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, boy, this is... So what the heck here? You know? And they actually have curtains closed. Sure. And it As says the do. end. Yeah. Yeah. But what the heck here? You know? What What the heck what? What do you mean? So now... What the heck here what? Spike and Buffy making out? I don't know. This is, this is a thing now? Do you think they're, it's just a one-time thing maybe? I, I'd like to think so. I think they might write this off as we're under the spell of the... The But music? like this guy's gone. Sweet's gone. Mm-hmm. So you probably lingered for a little. Think there's a lingering scent of a smell here? <laughs> it's got some yeah. hang time, this smell? Mm, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what to I don't know what to think about this. I still don't feel like it's earned, you know? Yeah. He the, stopped the her kiss? from smoking. Yeah, the kiss. Mm-hmm. I'm like, did we need this? 
you know? I don't know. It still feels weird, doesn't it? I mean, I'm, I got to tell you, Pat, there's some hardcore spuffy shippers out there. Yeah. I can't say I'm I, one of them. But... I can believe it, but this, it just seems, it just doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. He's much too old, A. Mm-hmm. B, I just, you know, I don't think the chemistry is really there. Mm-hmm. I still feel like it's a brother-sister relationship type. <laughs> yeah. You know what don't I'm saying? Like don't like it. Yeah. I don't know. It feels more protector than it does love. Yeah. And I feel like she's just giving in because, oh, you really do care for me and you protect me and therefore, i.e. vis-a-vis, ergo, we are in love. Mm. Which still I mean, seems I will one-sided. say her line is, uh, this isn't real, but I just want to feel. That's okay. what she sings before she kisses him. Okay. So it's not real. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> well, you can make some predictions about that. I can't. I don't understand it. It's too, <laughs> it's too over my head, Sammy Joe. <laughs> Just got to wait and see. Yeah. All right. So, boom. That's the episode, you, huh? You got any other final thoughts? No. Whew. Yeah. There's a lot of music. There's a, yeah, a lot of lyrics. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. There you go. There you have it. um all right well you want some trivia yeah sure okay so all the main actors did their own singing oh look at that yeah it sounded like them yeah the only two who made their own career as singers are james marsters and amber benson oh really Um, yeah so spike and tara anthony head already had a successful career as a singer in musicals Notably substituting Tim Curry as Frankenfurter in Rocky Horror Picture Show, (laughs) which I dearly would love to see. And I'm sure is probably available somewhere on the interwebs. I got to find that. Gareth Davies, one of the producers of Buffy, was so impressed with Hinton Battle's performance on Broadway in The Wiz, he was the first to portray the Scarecrow, that he asked um, Battle to play the demon Sweet. Um, Hinton Battle is a three-time Tony winner. He wore prosthetic makeup for the first time to give him a demonic red face. Sweet was portrayed as slick, smooth, and stylish, uh, which is in contrast to most demons on the show who are kind of supposed to be crude and ugly. But this guy, super slick. Super slick. This episode runs eight minutes longer than the typical Buffy episode. Huh. The episode, this episode, Hush and The Body are all tied for top Buffy episodes by user rating on IMDb with ratings of 9.7. Okay. In the overture, the picture that Buffy is drawing in the music, uh, in the magic box um, with a pencil is a huge dark tunnel with a square of white light at the far end. Okay. Kind of interesting. Yeah. We already talked about the sexist reference to Magnolia. Yes. Which you gotta see repeat. Magnolia if you haven't seen it, Sammy Joe. Yeah, this makes me want to watch it even less. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's kind of the point is that he's I think because I think it needs to go the other way around. I think you need to respect the female genitalia. <laughs> and yeah. I think it's pretty easy one. to tame the other one. Yeah. It's easy, huh? <laughs> I think it's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
they got the mustard out. Was David? <laughs> <laughs> that is a funny. All right, continue on. <laughs> funny segue. <laughs> uh, that's oh, that boy. was sung by David Fury, one of the show's writers. Oh no, kidding! Yeah, the okay, tap yeah. dancing guy, the first one that we saw the that we saw light on fire. Yeah, he did that in one take, Pat. Really. Joss Whedon says, we didn't have to dub in the sound of his feet. We didn't have to do anything except set set the stunt guy on fire because he just blew us all away on the first take. <laughs> that's, that's funny. <laughs> um, in Xander and Anya's duet, when she says, his penis got diseases from the Shumash tribe. <laughs> that's this refers to... Inca Mummy Girl, right? No. No. Ah, oh, crap. So close. It really? refers to uh, season four episode. Oh, I forget which number, but Pangs. That was the Thanksgiving mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. Um, in which the mystical Shumash vengeance spirit gets loose. And Xander, this was like when Xander was starting construction and he falls into the like abandoned kind of like church sacred place below. Right. And then he keeps getting diseases. Oh, okay. So he right, got all right, the right. diseases that Native Americans got from Europeans, gotcha. including smallpox, malaria, and syphilis. Okay. So that's what Anya was referencing. <laughs> <laughs> um, also during I'll Never Tell, Anya says, look, I'm, look at me, I'm dancing crazy, which is an exact quote from Lay Girls with Gene Kelly during the song You're Just Too Too, spoken by Kay Kendall during the dance sequence with Gene Kelly. The two songs are very similar in style, and the scene is also very similar. Oh, okay. The lady singing about her parking ticket is Marty Noxon. Marty Noxon. Yep. Cool. Uh, In the production documentary included as extra material on the DVD version, I don't know why I included all that, uh, it is mentioned that as well as singing, James Marsters played guitar for Rest in Peace. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Multi-talented, this guy. The backpack that Dawn uh, is like dumping stuff out of onto her bed is mm-hmm. actually Joss Whedon's backpack. Oh. Don't really want to know oh. why he had a backpack okay. that looked like a should belong to a 14-year-old girl, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, the stairs that Sweet tap dances down were built specifically for that moment. Yeah, I believe it. Lethe's bramble is not a real plant, but Joss Whedon pulled it from Hamlet. He says, I took it from a line about Lethe's wharf uh, from Hamlet, the place of forgetting, which was actually named after the Lethe River in Greek mythology, uh, which is the river of forgetfulness, one of the five rivers of the Greek underworld. The other Hmm. four are Acheron, the river of sorrow, Kokidis, the River of Lamentation, Phlegathon, Phlegathon, the River of Fire, and Styx, the river that separates Earth and the Underworld. So wow. you probably have heard of the River Styx. I know the band Styx. Probably named after the river. S-T-Y-X? Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when Buffy says, so Dawn's in trouble, must be Tuesday... Buffy aired on Tuesday nights. Oh, right. That's something they say a lot. 
Anya says, I've seen some of these underworld child bride deals and they never end well. Well, maybe once. Yeah, what's this that reference? This is also a Greek mythology reference, likely a reference to the to the tale of Persephone and Hades. This is not in the trivia, Pat, oh, or so in funny. the commentary. I almost said Persephone for some reason. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. This is this is her tale. But yeah, this is a uh, this is trivia you won't get anywhere else. Okay, this is from my own. <laughs> this is hot off the my press, own huh? brain. Hot wow. off my own brain. All right. Yes, yeah, so it's likely a reference to Persephone Hades. The popular story, of course, is that Hades abducted Persephone, took her into the underworld against her will. But there's a competing tale, the one that I prefer, that Persephone was a willing queen of the underworld and Hades was her consort. So Anya saying maybe once could be a nod to these competing stories. Okay. And actually, uh, I take, you know, I do a, go- a goddess class every month as you know, and I, know. I just had it yesterday, and it was Persephone that we were talking about because no kidding. it's close to the spring equinox, and Persephone is the goddess of the underworld and also spring when she emerges. So, okay. yeah, cool. very timely reference. Um, the mutant enemy demon at the end of the show sings. Did you watch it? Did you watch the credits? No, I did not. <laughs> oh, he actually sings it <laughs> but yeah he sings <laughs> um preparing for this episode was physically difficult for many of the cast members most of whom had little experience singing and dancing they spent three months in voice training two choreographers worked with joss whedon and the cast on dance sequences Sarah Michelle Gellar told the BBC that it took something like 19 hours of singing and 17 hours of dancing in between shooting four other episodes. And she was so anxious about singing that she hated every moment of it. And when Whedon suggested using a voice double for her, um, apparently Jewel was who they were thinking of using as a voice double for her. Yep. Uh, however, she said, I basically started to cry and said, you mean someone else is going to do my big emotional turning point for the season? In the end, it was an incredible experience and I'm glad I did it and I never want to do it again. <laughs> it's got to be exhausting shooting all of these episodes intertwined. Together. Yeah. Well, and I think um, one of the big things that has come out more recently about Joss Whedon is how demanding he was on set and that Sarah Michelle Gellar um, butted heads with him a lot and kind of got like he he spoke ill of her a lot and sort of got a bad reputation of being difficult because she would actually stand up for the cast and crew and be like you said 13 hours of shooting we're at hour 14 or 15 like it's time to wrap it up and so she was like seen as a diva when really she was just trying to protect everyone Um, and her husband, Freddie Prince Jr. talked about that. And even Seth Green came out and talked about it. So, um, yeah, I, I can only imagine how much more difficult, uh, a musical episode, you know, Mm. how much more demanding that would have to be. Yeah, definitely. Um, this is the trivia last trivia. I think it's going to be your favorite, Pat. All right. Hit me with it. I'm ready. Fans continued their appreciation in theater showings where attendees are encouraged to dress like the show's characters, sing along to the musical numbers, and otherwise interact in the style of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Audience members would receive props to use during key scenes, 
as well as directions for for example to yell shut up don and <laughs> a live cast performance or a live cast performed the episode alongside the screen the sing-alongs received growing media attention as they spread at the 2007 los angeles film festival a special screening sing-along was held that featured both Marty Knoxon and Joss Whedon giving wow. brief speeches to the audience. Um, but in October 2007, after a dispute with the Screen Actors Guild over unpaid residuals, 20th Century Fox pulled the licensing for public screenings, effectively ending official sing-alongs. Whedon called the cancellation hugely depressing and attempted to influence the studio to allow future showings. Hmm. But I don't think that happened. Okay. Wow. I was like, oh, man, that sounds awesome. Like, I wish I had yeah, gone to one of those, know. you know? You I, would love that. I doubt they would have happened in Connecticut, but, like, maybe Boston or New York, or New York you know? Maybe. maybe. I wish I had known. I would have fucking loved that because I, <laughs> I go to Rocky Horror ones, you know? Yeah, I know. So, yeah, that's it. Cool. That's All right. it. So, wow. Let me ask you, and we're going to do things a little differently. Let me oh ask boy. you, which was your favorite song? I mean, I think uh, we already talked about it. Yeah, it's the Xander Anya one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm tied because I really like Spike's song, but yeah. I also really like Walk Through the Fire because right. like everyone's involved and it slowly builds. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, what's your favorite moment? Um, when the tap yeah. dancer bites it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought it was no. You know what? I like those. Uh, I like those minion guys, and I yeah. liked it when uh, they told him to sing, and the camera pushes in and then with he the didn't. music swell, and then he doesn't. Yeah, it's good fake out. <laughs> good head fake. I like it. I'll go with that. Yeah. Um. My favorite moment from beginning to end, they're all the favorites. All all of it's great. <laughs> all of it is wonderful. Yeah. I don't know if I can pick a favorite moment. I mean, I think I love Spike's resistance to singing, yeah. his annoyance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's good. Just like being hyper aware of the situation. I think that was funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen next? Where do we go from here, Pat? Where do we go from here? I have no idea. So I guess what you told me is that in the lyrics, she says that this is all fake (laughs) Mm. or this isn't real. Okay. Well, she says, yeah, the lyric is, this isn't real. I just want to feel, but I just want to feel. Okay. So that leads me to believe that it was a fleeting, unreal moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the next episode, it's going to wipe off the the face of Spike and Buffy. Because I don't think they end up together. And I don't think this is a, a thing that will continue. I think okay. it's just... Uh, just because, for the moment of the musical swelling and yeah, emotions because, are running high. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe they acknowledge it and they're like, that kiss is weird. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Emotions. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it's not gonna stick. All right. Okay. I think uh, this break between Willow and Tara is gonna continue to separate. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna be drawn apart because of Willow's actions, and which is really gonna send Willow 
down the dark lane. Mm-hmm. And then Willow's just going to, she's going to turn into the big bad. Sorry to say, but this heartbreak, she won't be able to handle. And uh, yeah. I mean, we saw what happened when Oz broke up with her. Right. So it's going to be much worse because this is a longer relationship. Mm-hmm. And they're singing about it. So things are real. Yeah. But uh, yeah, her magic's drawing them apart and Tara's going to have to make some changes and Willow is not going to be happy about it. So you think that Willow is going to choose her magic over Tara? Yeah, I think so. Well, I think indirectly, yeah. Like she won't have a choice. She won't have a choice. She's like, this is who I am. And then it's going to get crazy. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? Nope, that's good. What about Giles? What about, oh, Giles is leaving soon. He's leaving soon. Yeah. Okay. Next few episodes, he'll be out. Okay. Yeah. All right. You got any uh, media to recommend? What do you got to recommend? <laughs> I am going to recommend, I don't think I recommended this already. Hellbent by Leigh okay. Bardugo. So it is the second. By Lou No, Leigh. A little bit of Monica is what you got. <laughs> Lay, lay <laughs> by oh god that guy <laughs> um now now i'm worried that i actually did recommend it already so i'm just gonna no i don't think you that. did i haven't heard it okay no i haven't um yeah so i previously recommended her first book in this series called the ninth house which was about the um the secret societies at yale um yep, right so she she is the author of the shadow and bone series yep. that yep. was turned into netflix um and and a bunch of other things so she mostly writes young adult um but the ninth house was her first adult novel um and yep. yeah it's about it's about the secret societies at yale it's fictional but she went to yale and i think she was in one of the societies um gotcha. and hell bent came out this year and it's uh it's the second book in that series and it's so good it's hard to put down like it's been a real struggle for me to figure out not that I have a ton of like spare time but you know I need to work like relaxing time into my life because otherwise I get super stressed so it's been a real struggle for me to decide between reading this book and playing Hogwarts Legacy (laughs) (laughs) what a conundrum yeah that's 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 where I'm at so that's how you know yeah it's good for me anyway yeah yeah how about you i'll recommend a short documentary series that popped up on no you know what i'm gonna skip that i'm gonna recommend a comedy special okay (laughs) comedy special that we watched last night that had us both uh laughing very hard which was bert kreischer's new comedy special uh it is called razzle dazzle it's on netflix this week uh it's good times it's fun okay so there cool. you go. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's wrap well, let's it up. Let's wrap this thing up, this musical episode. <laughs> Listen, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, you gotta Google sing Podcasts. The credits. Nope. Play and us out, Pat. All the places that you can find us and leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and what else, Sammy Joe? You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at KickstreamPod. We love to hear what your favorite moments are um, and which episode wins for you or which show. Support us on Buy Me a Coffee if we entertain you, make you laugh, 
or make you want to roll your eyes, but you still keep listening anyway because that's the kind of energy we bring. Um, yeah, support us on Buy Me a Coffee, buymeacoffee.com slash kickstreampod and send emails to kickstreampod at gmail.com and check out show notes for this and every episode at kickstreampod.com. And, and always, always remember, remember that, that streaming, streaming is, is better, better with, with song entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> and happy, happy spring. Sure. Get it while you can. Yeah. Spring forward. Here we right. go. Here we go. And we'll see you next week for episode 103. Back to a regular episode. Buffy and Lost. Yes. And you know what, Pat? I have a pretty good feeling that Buffy's going to win next week. Mm, doubt it. Mm, doubt it. It's got some stiff competition. I don't think so. <laughs> All right. We'll see. <laughs> see you then for episode 103. Bye. Bye. Bye.